We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live postgame show. This one's not going to be quite as fun as the one we had last night. The Lakers find a way to lose to the Washington Wizards. They were up 16 at one point, up 14. A couple minutes left in the third. But wind up dropping this one. Final score, 127 to 119. Wizards, and again, this was a game the Lakers were in cruise control for much of it. Looked like clearly the better team. We saw a lot of the great things that we saw last night against Toronto. We saw ball movement. We saw spacing. We saw open corner threes. We saw, well, the defense wasn't great most of the night. But at least on the offensive end of the floor, you saw some really good things. We even got a really good Russell Westbrook performance, a solid LeBron performance, and still found a way in the fourth quarter to lose this game. Ouch, this one definitely hurts. Joining me to break it down is Sean Davis. Sean, they did it again. Sean, I think you're muted. Ah, thanks. My bad. There we go. Um, <laughs> there we Sean, go. Sean, you were, you were about as present there as the Lakers were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but as I was saying, I was saying thanks. Uh thanks for having me back on. Uh and welcome everybody who's coming in from the play by play stream. But we were saying it then, like, okay, it's not perfect, but the Lakers are winning. But I mean, the things that they weren't doing well really came back to bite them. In the fourth quarter, they were up 14 midway through the third. They had a 16 point lead at one point. Um and they somehow they, they just found a way to lose. I think I I texted you when the lead got down to like six. And I'm like, they're finding a way to lose. Or, you know, maybe you said that again. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of it tonight. But it, it was rough. Especially because Ross played so well. Yeah. Ross was great. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, he had the the appreciation video from the the Washington Wizards, which was nice to see. He put on a show. And here's the, the the other piece to this. And by the way, I should say, before we even get into any of this, welcome everybody coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter. As always, this is a this is a rough one. This is a rough one. We'll get through it together. Um, Russell Westbrook had the crowd going. LeBron had the crowd going. That was 
about as much of a pro Lakers crowd as you're going to hear on the road. Uh, sometimes they get a pretty good crowd in Atlanta. I mean, look, look, let's face it, the Lakers fans everywhere. So they get a pretty good crowd in most places. But that was like overwhelmingly pro Lake. Like the Wizards would do something mm-hmm. and it would just be silence. And then the silence. Lakers would do something and it would the place would be going crazy. Like that was just about a home game. Now, of course, they dealt with travel and all that. But the Wizards were on the second night of a back-to-back too. So I understood mm-hmm. the Lakers being tired, but the Wizards were on the second night of a back-to-back as well. So we can't look at that as an excuse here. I've got a lot of people in the chat saying this was Vogel's fault. So let's let's just start there. Let's let's not bury the lead or anything. Yeah. Let's start there. Because right now, nine out of ten people that are messaging me are saying this is on Vogel. And I'm talking about Twitter in addition to everybody coming in live on this video right now. What do what are your thoughts on Frank Vogel? Do you think that sentiment is correct? that if we were to divide up the blame pie, most of it is going to Frank Vogel. Yes, okay. absolutely. I, I, I agree with the chat. Um, the rotations are obviously the most frustrating thing. Um, like, he, he played small too long in the game. I know the chat is really clamoring for Dwight. I understand why Dwight didn't play, but in like if you get a – I understand the reason. Right, and if you're going to stick with that reason, okay, but that doesn't mean you go with three guards mm-hmm. or like four dudes or six six and under. Um, that means you have to have some size because the reason why you don't play Dwight is because KP is just going to drag him out of the paint anyway, and you can really switch on Dwight, blah blah blah, and the Lakers will switch anyway. Um, so I understand why Dwight wasn't playing tonight, but that doesn't mean you don't have size, and that's why Winnie Gabriel should have gotten a lot yes. of minutes tonight. Uh, Carmelo was, he had 13, but he was, this was a bad, or not, maybe not bad, but uh, not good Melo game, if that makes sense. Especially defensively, defensively. they just really targeted him a lot. Um, they really targeted him a lot defensively. Um, I thought Monk and Reeves got put into bad spots because of the lineups that were on the floor. That's why, like, you look at that first quarter, that's why the Lakers played so well in the first they had that first quarter, there was a lot more alarms that made sense. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had their big lead. That's why they got up as big as, I think, 16. That's why even to start off the second half, they got the lead back up to 14. Because that starting group worked with the Wizards. And then when you decided, uh, yes, Christoph Rosiguez started to shoot well in the fourth. But we didn't see that starting lineup after that opening stretch in the second half. Um and then again, just his adjustments. And that's kind of been one of my bigger criticisms of Frank, especially in the regular season, is his ability or inability to make in-game adjustments during regular season games. Um, it's frustrating because LeBron played so well. Russ was spectacular tonight. Um, yeah, it was frustrating. I, I agree on basically every front that you, that you just presented there, everything on there I agree with. Um I want to start with the Porzingis thing. I said in the pregame that with Porzingis, what you want to do is if you do wind up getting switched, you want to make sure that his catches are coming free throw line extended and out. You don't want him catching in the paint, especially if you're mm-hmm. going to play small, which we knew the Lakers were going to. I said, okay, well, at least you want to get him with strength. Push him out, make it a tough catch, make him turn and face from 15 feet and out, and then shoot over the top of somebody if he has to. That's not an easy shot to hit. And then you and then you live with that from there. They did that, but Porzingis started hitting those shots. Okay, so I thought, first of all, that plan of hey, if a small gets switched on to Porzingis, okay. 
but let's just make sure we push him out and make the catch uncomfortable. They did that. Great. Mission accomplished there. Then they didn't adjust to Porzingis hitting those shots. And so the next adjustment would have been, okay, Kristaps is, is on. He's hitting these shots over the top of guys, even though we're doing a good job making sure that he's catching out beyond the free throw line. He's hitting these shots. So, okay, now we need size on him. Now we need somebody who can actually bother the shot. We need Wendy Gabriel. Maybe, maybe it's a Dwight Howard. Dwight, you have the drawback of maybe he can't chase him around as much. But in a game where Kristaps Porzingis is going berserk, I almost, Sean, I'm almost at a point where yeah. I want to hear after the game that Wendy Gabriel's ankle was bugging him. Because otherwise, 12 minutes for Wenyan Gabriel. Yeah, there's literally no other yeah, reason. Like, yeah, like 12 minutes for Wenyan Gabriel, who's 6'9", and can chase Porzingis on the perimeter in a game in which Christoph Porzingis drops 27 points makes no sense. In none. No sense at all. Four, four fouls. That's, that's it, though. At the end of the game, you go to the guy that's got a little bit of length, and maybe it is Dwight. Maybe he should have gone Dwight. Personally, I would have gone Wenyan Gabriel to at least bother the shot a little bit. And yet there he sits. One of the heroes from last night. And he sits with 12 minutes. You can't do that. You can't do that in a game when the game is screaming for that specific defensive skill set. And you've got him sitting there and don't utilize him. We got to fire it up, Trevor Lane, <laughs> for the postgame show tonight. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I know the chat's been waiting for it. Like, but man, Trevor... Get get angry. <laughs> it just well, makes I, no I, sense. I, I think I think the chat I think the chat would rather have the Lakers get angry yes. than you, personally. Um yeah, definitely would rather have that. But yeah, I, I mean when you only playing twelve minutes is kind of ridiculous. I didn't think he had the best game tonight, but I mean still there's no reason. The fact that he took Stanley off for Avery Bradley was ridiculous. That that, that was kind of like oh, mm -hmm. oh my god, Frank. I think he left THT in too long. Um, I get it for your for the typical rotation or whatever. THC is kind of the sub for Russ, but man, THC just was not good tonight. Um, man, and then Mello, Mello closing I thought was a mistake. Austin Reeves and, and Malik Monk should honestly be playing thirty minutes and up because those guys at least compete to the maximum. And I thought Stanley Johnson was good tonight. I really think Stanley Johnson was aggressive. Stanley and Wenyon are kind of in the same boat offensively where they don't look confident offensively. But when they do, you kind of see the flashes of the offensive potential. But they're both really good defensively. Um, but yeah, I, I, what was the closing lineup? Was it Russ, Monk? It, it shifted. Uh, it shifted Brad, a, a few times in the last few minutes. For a little bit, it was Austin Reeves. And then... Then it yeah. was... Bradley. Yeah, we saw Bradley a little bit, Monk for a little bit. There was even an offense-defense substitution with Monk and Austin Reeves at one point. He was he was tinkering with that a lot as the final like three minutes wound down there. But but no Stanley and no Wenyon. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Okay, so Andre Martin from Facebook says, Trevor, I don't understand why the Lakers in fourth quarters run the shot clock down to five seconds or less and then start running their plays. All they end up with is bad shots. <sighs> Preaching to the choir, man. That that kind of stuff drives me crazy. Uh, I mentioned it on Twitter. It last the night. Lakers turn to their yeah. stagnation offense. They're so focused on LeBron needs to be the guy to get the ball that they just, as soon as they get the and, ball to LeBron, they everybody else just stagnates. Just space the floor and stand still. You need motion. And look, they were having success 
moving the ball, finding the open shooter, trusting the open man, all game. That was what looked so good. That's what looked so good last night. And then down the stretch, they went, what? oh, no, no, let's not do any of the stuff that got us the lead. Let's do something totally different. Let's go stagnant offense, hand the ball to LeBron, and see what happens here. Look, LeBron's an amazing player, potentially the greatest of all time. Giving him the ball is not necessarily a bad thing. It's having everyone else just stand off ball. That's that's not what got you success in the first place. Why would you turn to that in the most important possessions of the game? That also does not make sense. But and the Lakers are not the only team to do this. Other teams do it too, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, and I think that's super chat. Like, like you said, it was a super chat. It's coming from Facebook. It, it, that's a great point. And you brought me back to the Miami days for LeBron and even like Ty Lue uh, Cavs days. Now, let me preface this by saying, yes, they were. there would be moments where they would say LeBron here, right? Mm-hmm. But LeBron's also younger in both situations. And in Miami, he's in his prime, like the his prime prime. I mean, LeBron's had like three different primes at this point, but that's his ultimate prime. Um, and then you have Cleveland. But the one, but the things that those two teams, what Ty Lue did and what Eric Spolster did, which is why part of the reason why I love him so much, what they what that one of the things they did really, really well is they set things up for LeBron. And you would think that with Russell Westbrook, especially Russell Westbrook having a really good performance, that would be so much easier. You don't have to say, here, LeBron, let's just stand in the game. You set everything up for yourself. No, Russell Westbrook's having a really good game. He has an impact, and teams have to react to him now. He shot four? No. How many? What did he shoot last night from three? I know he's two for three tonight. I think he hit four three. He went four for seven last night. Four for seven, yeah. It went four. So in his last ten shots, he's six for ten from three. So he's having an impact. He almost had another triple-double. So the defense has to react to Russ now. The amount of stuff you can do now that you have a second, and this is why you have Russell Westbrook, apparently, mm-hmm. supposedly was the idea, to take the load off of LeBron James a little bit, and you can set things up for LeBron running it through Russell Westbrook. But no, down the stretch last night, they got bailed out last night, lucky with it. But tonight, down the stretch in games, the Lakers say, you know what? Screw whatever the heck got us here. We're going to go, LeBron, here you go. We're going to space the floor out by putting two guys on the floor that can't shoot and two guys that can shoot but can't play defense. And here you go, LeBron. You're going to you're expected to make a shot. I also think, and this is kind of going over what we talked about already to a degree, but the Lakers and, and Frank Vogel, the coaching staff, it was like there was this overconfidence. Right, like fans at home could probably yeah. sense this, right? As the third quarter was going on, we're going, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Do something. You're in trouble. Do something. You're up. Oh, there it goes. Right? And it's like there was this sense that, okay, we've got this. We're going to dig our way out. They just didn't step in quickly enough to right the ship. And I don't know if that was overconfidence, if that was just the old, hey, we've got the big names thing rearing its ugly head from the beginning of the season. If this was how much of this was the Lakers got into a crunch time situation and it started to doubt themselves. Uh, we've seen this team doubt themselves a lot in recent weeks. Last night, they didn't do that for most of this game. They didn't do that. And then I wonder if that doubt creeped back in at the end of this game, but they waited too long to do anything about some of the rotations that clearly just simply weren't working and, 
and try to fix it. And it was like they just had this false sense of security that simply wasn't there. This team's not good enough for that. This team doesn't have a margin of error where they can say, okay, well, we can let them have a little run. We're going to come right back though. No big deal. We'll take her here and there. We'll make another run. They haven't shown all season that they're capable of doing that. When things start to go south, you have to stop it and you have to stop it fast because otherwise you are, well, you're out of luck. You saw what, what happened there tonight and I thought they were slow to react to what was going on. Even as I saw fans on Twitter, they were getting upset, getting frustrated, saying, change this. You can't do this right now. And the Lakers stuck with it and continued down that treacherous path. Uh, I just want to mm -hmm. add, I mean, I tweeted out, I think, when the Lakers went up 14, the Lakers play with a sense of urgency on both ends of the floor. I love it. Uh, you kind of talked about, like, oh, man, we, we got this in the back. I have an overconfidence thing. They lost that sense of urgency. Yeah that they played with for the whole first quarter and for that first six minutes, maybe even seven minutes of that third quarter. Um, and then I, last thing before we move on, uh, I typically like to sympathize with coaches because I kind of understand how hard it is to make spot adjustments mm -hmm. and you have to, you're doing your best to try to make the right one. But Frank, let, let's be frank. That was an awful pun. Was it as bad as yours yesterday? I don't know. I don't um, remember what, what but, mine was, so I've repressed it, apparently. It was like Wenyan or like Wick. I don't oh, know. Wenyan, <laughs> Gabriel, yeah. Yeah, yeah but bad. like, Frank, this was bad. This is on you, man. Oh, man. All right, let me get into some of the, the uh, super chats here that are coming in. I'm seeing a lot of comments. People are not happy with what we just saw. Don't blame them. Don't blame him either, especially when it felt like for much of the game, too, you were kind of starting to buy in a little bit. You're like, the ball movement that we saw last game, it's here again. They're they're doing it. They're finding open corner threes. They're they're paint to great. They're getting paint touches and kicking out. This is fantastic. The defense had me a little concerned for most of it, but you still, they got us. They gave us hope. They gave us hope. And that is that was so cruel. So cruel to do them what they did down the stretch. Uh, Hulk Smash said, this one's on Vogel. No adjustments to Porzingis. Shaking my head. Yeah, uh, again, there needed to be some sort of adjustment. Uh, we just went over that. Uh, John Dow said, oh, well, it's the small ball again. LeBron and Mello inside his trash. Didn't use Gabriel that much. I would I would push back a little bit on that. Le Mello inside can't, can't work. Yeah. Mello as the big on the floor. Doesn't work. And there was even a stretch late in the third where it was Mello and Gabriel, but Mello was playing more the big role. And now part of that was the Wizards were switching him in order to make him the on-ball defender. It's more difficult to run a no-big lineup where Mello is one of the bigs and LeBron is not the other one. You can kind of get away with it with LeBron, but Mello and Wendy and Gabriel, that combination, in addition to the other grouping that was on the floor, really gave the Lakers some, some problems. And again, a lot of that was they switch hunted Mello and then they took advantage of the offensive glass. They had what? What was it? It was like three offensive rebounds right at the end of the third. In a row. Yep. And they all led to wide open three. So the Lakers, and I think I texted you this, they not only didn't box out in the paint, but they also didn't contest on the perimeter. So you, you didn't Which do it. should it be possible. You didn't guard it. Yeah, that shouldn't be possible. You shouldn't be able to not be present in the paint and also not be present guarding the perimeter either. That was mind-numbingly bad, and that really set the tone for the fourth quarter. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's rough. Jared Chalker said, I actually caught myself saying, did they turn a corner during this game? Should have oh, known man. better. People were saying that they you got were us. like said, Yeah. People were saying like on the play-by-play, you were setting up for the post-game early. I, I almost said, I'm setting up for this next, next breakdown because I was so excited. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. The offense, the ball movement. I think I could do a breakdown on this. And then and then the Lakers just say, nope, we're going to stop. And then we're going to blow a 14-point lead and lose by eight. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my gosh. This comment in here, Ballhawk Sports says, I never wanted to throw hands with a coach this bad in my life. <laughs> wow. I don't understand. We're, we're so upset with Frank Vogel. People are getting physical here. I don't understand Vogel's IQ having Braun and Mello guard a 7-3 center. Uh, again, we, we talked about that. It, it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, once Porzingis <laughs> had it going, you had to do something to switch it up. I think you could argue LeBron can probably handle Porzingis. One, at least at least enough to be a somewhat reasonable defender on, on Porzingis. LeBron can. Because LeBron's six eight and and just built, and he's going to be tough to deal with. Wedding Gabriel has the, the length. Dwight Howard has the size. If you're looking for someone to contest the perimeter shot, the answer is not Austin Reeves or Avery Bradley or Russell Westbrook. Russ did a good job again being physical, but it's not those guys to contest on no. the perimeter. They're just it's just a, a height thing, and they're not big enough. And I think that was a big, big part of why the Lakers lost this game was that specific matchup that just didn't get fixed. Senpai NFT from YouTube with the super chat said, "Seriously, this is getting ridiculous. How on earth does LeBron take thirty shots and go to the line three times?" Embiid yeah. would have gone 20 times at a minimum. I mean, Embiid and LeBron play different games, but but yes, it um, it's certainly frustrating. If you look at the free throw percentages, so on the night, we haven't gotten into the stats yet, but we need to. On the night, the Lakers took 11 free throws. Now, they shot 91%. They made 10 of them, but 11 free throws. The Wizards took 31. 31 free throw attempts for the Wizards. Now, some of those, the Lakers just fouled, but you can also say, yeah, I mean, LeBron has on the season gotten fouled a lot more than he's gotten called for than he's gotten the calls on. Mm-hmm. I should say way more. And he still put up 38 points, 10 boards, six assists tonight, 16 to 29 shooting. This was still a good night. And this was a good Russ night, 10 of 15 shooting. And the Lakers still found a way to lose this thing. Part of it is the free throw line. Part of it was they only had one player off the bench in double figures. And that was Carmelo Anthony. 
there wasn't enough punch from a lot of the, the other guys tonight, particularly scoring the basketball. But it is frustrating to see that kind of a, a free throw discrepancy. Yeah. I mean, the refs, I, I think the refs were not good. Um, but the Lakers should have been able to overcome yes. that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to blame the refs on this. I'm not going to blame, yeah, like, it's, say it's the refs' fault or anything. Like, here's the other thing too. We have this 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 idea that's just incorrect. It's a fallacy that we think we think that if two teams shoot an equal amount of free throws, that means the game was officiated correctly or evenly, and that's not true. That's that's just not true. Sometimes one team fouls more than the other. Should the Wizards have gotten more free throws than the Lakers? Probably probably deserved more free throws than the Lakers did. Maybe not to that extent. Yeah. But, yeah. It, the gap maybe shouldn't have been this wide though. I think you could say. So were there some missed calls? Yeah, yeah probably. <sighs> uh, let's see. We get into a few more of your super chat. Well, actually let me do the stats here. So again, LeBron drops 38, Russell Westbrook, 22, two of three from three, 10 of 15. He was even hitting the little one-legged Dirk fadeaways that yeah. he normally does not make. I mean, his percentage is incredibly low on that shot. He was hitting that. He was he was really good, was really efficient on the offensive end. The five turnovers were a little bit rough, but 10 boards, eight assists. This was a good rust performance. And then Malik Monk, 17 points, two boards, three assists, six for nine shooting, three of five from three. Carmelo Anthony, 13, five of 10 shooting. But... You just you didn't get much, and I, I look you look down the roster. I mean, fifty three percent from the field. That's not bad from the Lakers, but fifty two percent to a Wizards team that's not very good. Forty two percent from three for the Wizards. Eighty four percent from the free throw line. The Lakers defense was not nearly good enough, and part of that goes to the rotations. The Lakers defense didn't get the job done. You also got a poor performance out of Taylor Horton Tucker. Zero for five shooting, three boards, three assists. Minus 12 on the night. Avery Bradley was minus 17 on the night. DJ Augustine was minus 17 on the night. That was the rotation at the end of the third that really hurt the Lakers. Do you think it was the Lakers offense or defense more that lost this game? If you had to pick, we talk about Vogel, but which side of the floor would you think was most responsible? Uh, I want to say defense because I, I personally believe that you should be able and you should be able to rely on your defense. Mm -hmm. uh, but this defense has been far from reliable this season. So um, still, though, I, I think I'll go defense. I think I'll go defense. Uh, they lost some of that sense of urgency. They were really flying around defensively uh, in that first quarter. I think a part of it is because they had a little bit more size on the floor, but I think they were flying around in that first quarter and kind of faltered after they had that 14-point lead and they kind of started feeling themselves a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I do think credit to the wizards. They really adjusted well mid game, um, and said, okay, the, yo, the Lakers are switching everything. They're switching one through five. Uh, let, let's really attack this. Um, I kind of want to be done talking about Vogel, but Vogel kind of needs to adjust back to that. So I'm going to go defensively, but I mean, yeah, you kind of has to be defense, right? Your offense scored 119 points. Yeah. And you managed to lose a game where not only did just offense go 119 points, you're off, you were up 14 going, well, I think it was midway through the third quarter. I forget what timestamp it was, but yeah, I'll lean defense. I'll lean defense. Agreed. I, I think the defense was a 
a, a big problem for them tonight uh, where they just, they let, here's, this is just basketball mentality, right? You take a team that's lost six in a row, like the Wizards had, and you let them hang around. You don't show the requisite effort on that end of the floor, particularly defensively. A big part of that is the rotations that let them kind of get going. You yep. give a team that's lost six in a row some hope because at one point there was there was no hope. The Wizards looked beaten. The Lakers were rolling. But you take your foot off the gas and suddenly the Wizards start going, this could be it. Guys, this could be it. This could be that we could win this game. And next thing you know, you're dealing with a team that's giving everything they've got, throwing everything they've got at you. They're fired up because they're thinking this is their chance. That's the danger of letting bad teams hang around, of not making adjustments when they, when you need to, of not taking games seriously all the way through. Just thinking, oh, okay, this team's going to go away. Teams aren't going to do that. And we've seen it all season long. It's not like this is a new thing. This has been all season that we've seen the Lakers do this. Um, I guess before we get into to anything further, though, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that, hey, you know, LeBron did something special tonight, too. Yeah, uh, there we go. Let, let's be positive for a second. Right, LeBron passes Carl Malone now second all time in points scored in the NBA. So that's a that's a major accomplishment. That's a major milestone, and he is on pace to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for number one overall next season. Again, this was one of those records that we thought was never going to fall, and now LeBron is right now on on pace to do it. You know one thing, Alan. Thinking to myself about it, whenever LeBron's passing a player especially because he's done most of it as a time as a Laker, they lose. <laughs> the uh, His first season, he might I think he passed MJ in, against Denver at Staples. They lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he passed Kobe in, uh, in Philly and lost. And then, unless I'm missing somebody else too, then this. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's where I'm sure LeBron is saying something after the game. Like, you know what? I would, you know, lost, I would take but... the win over having that moment here. But, yeah. yeah. Yep. Not great. Um, See Why Not said this one's, uh, this was on LeBron. He takes awful shots that kill momentum instead of moving the ball for better shots. And if we're talking about the fourth quarter... There were some moments I mean, where he maybe should have moved, but the Wizards were also sending the double late specifically to try to take advantage of what the Lakers were doing and, and how the Lakers were setting up that offense. But still, sure, you could say LeBron should have moved it sooner, but I'm I'm not looking at this game saying, oh man, this was a terrible LeBron performance and that's why they lost. I can't go there. I can't go there. And that's why you have to have an actual offense. Or that's why... Okay, can we? I really want to stop talking about Frank Vogel, but <laughs> that's why you really have to get away from oh, LeBron. Here you go, just have the ball. So everybody stand in the corner, space out. Because, like you just mentioned, yeah, they were sending a late double team late in the shot clock. So now, with six seconds left in the shot clock, instead of the ball being in LeBron's hands, the ball's being in Avery Bradley's hands, and he has to make a decision. Um, which is why you, you have to let you have to have a, a base offense, mm-hmm. and that's why you need to have an offense. But wait, they were actually playing like they had one for the first three-ish quarters, and then as we've already mentioned, and we've kind of talked about it on end now, um, the Lakers they play they played really good offense for the first three quarters, like they did last night, 
and then they just go back to the stack and then nobody moves offense and it's really irritating it certainly is john dow said that's why Melo must not get these huge minutes because teams already marked him as a target defensively so gabriel must get those at least you know he's got some some defense yeah yeah um I agree. I think that uh, that Mello can get picked on defensively. The gamble with Mello is always, is he going to do enough scoring on the other end to make up for what you might give up on defense? And a lot of nights, the answer mm-hmm. is yes. A lot of nights, he does. Uh, tonight, though, he particularly got, got really hunted in, in switches, which is, uh, again, it's a pretty normal thing for teams to do, but there were some challenges with that, particularly tonight. Uh, John Dow also said Vogel's trash can't make adjustments. We've talked plenty about Vogel here. <laughs> Ballhawk Sports said Porzingis was hitting those shots. He has seven plus inches on everybody on the floor. He was open the whole whole fourth quarter, basically. Yeah, you needed somebody who could contest those shots at the very least. Um, Carlos Ramirez, THT has to be a spy, man. How is he the odd man out? He wasted a great, or he is the odd man out. He wasted a great Russ game. Bright side, he had good games back to back. By the way, you guys are goats. Hey, thank you, Carlos. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you. the bright side is Russ had two back-to-back good games, which is which is great. THT was not good in this one. Had some some ugly turnover moments. Had some uh, some struggles defensively. Was not shooting the ball well. Uh, we should mention, you know, he's been dealing with an ankle thing, but still, this was not a good performance from Taylor Horton Tucker. This has caused a lot of the the C should have traded him last season or at the trade deadline. A lot of that crowd is being very vocal tonight, and, and for good reason. THT was not good. No. Um, uh, I, again, I will say, Russ, again, was really, really good. Uh, like you mentioned, THT is also, he is dealing with that ongoing ankle sprain injury uh, that I think he missed last game for. Um, he was able to play through it tonight. Um, but also, THT in his defense, he doesn't really have a role. He's kind of being Kuzmud, as somebody said, I think, on the last postgame show. But, um, yeah, he didn't play well tonight, but He's, yeah, Russ played well, so focus on that, I guess. TikTok Exposed said Avery got more minutes than Wenyan by her Vogel. Yes, that that probably should not have happened. Particularly last night it made sense because Avery Bradley came in, got got hot, and knocked in some threes, made some big plays. Tonight that wasn't the case. He was Mm -hmm. one for two shooting. He was a minus 17, 18 minutes, gave you two rebounds and two points, and that's it. And I didn't think that defensively he was doing anything that was all that extraordinary. Mm-mm. So, I I think they stuck with Avery Bradley too long tonight. Way too long. Uh, LeBron can be ball dominant while running smart plays. They don't have to sit and watch. Well, that's that's true. That's true. You you can have the ball in LeBron's hands while still running stuff off ball that makes sense. But there's this sense if you have the ball in LeBron's hands and you're running a play, the chance is, or most likely, what's going to happen is the LeBron option. If LeBron is is off ball is going to get shut down, which can lead to an open shot for somebody else. But then do you want somebody else to take that shot? Or would you rather have LeBron trying to create on his own? Again, I think it comes back to you need motion off ball. I hate the stagnation. It's just, it's not a good look, especially when that's not what got you there. I'd like to see that switched up. But ultimately we see teams say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to live with my guy having the ball over running something that can lead to a look for somebody else. You can Mm -hmm. make that argument, but it sure looks ugly when it's LeBron, 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 and everybody else just standing and not creating anything. 
to help out. Since the last time the Wizards have played, six out of the last, uh, five out of the last six, LeBron has had 30 plus. I get it. That's really impressive. Um, but the Lakers got to really help him out. And I kind of said it already setting things up for him and not forcing him to create everything. Cause that's what he is. He's literally creating everything offensively for you, especially, especially when he, when you're doing the stagnation offense, if you will. Um, yeah. Also, I, I saw somebody mention Dwight, um, Dwight. I would be stunned if Dwight Howard does not play against Cleveland. I, I would be absolutely stunned. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I would too. Yeah. Uh, Mark Polo uh, Corleone said, why did they play mellow THT at the end? They both fouled too much. They need Gabriel or Dwight to at least rebound and take some pressure off the defense. If you're, if you're worried about fouling, then Dwight's not the answer either. <laughs> Dwight can pick up fouls very quickly for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Lords of the sky. We can't even get back to back wins. What makes us think we're going to win in the play in tournament? Yeah, I mean, that not wrong. It's not. It's not wrong. Not wrong. I mean, right now, the Pelicans are chasing down the Lakers. It's looking more and more like they're going to be the ten seed and not the nine seed. Pelicans are only a half game back now. The Lakers are three games up on the Spurs, who have now moved ahead of the Blazers. Although they're technically they're tied in terms of games back. The Blazers are also thirty games back. The Lakers twenty seven. So they have a three game lead there, but. You're probably looking at the play-in tournament being on the road. Now, it depends on what happens. There's two games between the Lakers and the Pelicans, but the Lakers have dropped so many games recently. This slide is really starting to take its toll, and you got to wonder, if they play like this, like we've seen them play, they could go out in the play-in tournament. Uh, Conversely, if they play with the energy and effort and attention to detail and all of that, that they played with last night against the Raptors come play in time, they probably get through, but you just never know what team you're going to get showing up on any given night. Even, even within game, we got a really focused, at least on the offensive end Lakers team for much of this game and then kind of fell to pieces. Yeah. So by the way, I think it's kind of funny. So remember after the Timberwolves game, we looked at the Lakers schedule and we said, all right, what games are we winning? We both said no shot for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I think we both said they beat Washington. Uh, <laughs> definitely got the rolls flipped there. But I mean, the Pelicans, they have these next five. Actually, really the next seven for the Pelicans are going to be huge for the playing stuff because they have Atlanta on the road. They have a quick road trip uh, east coast. They have Atlanta tomorrow and then Charlotte, second half of a back-to-back. Then Chicago at home, San Antonio. That's going to have big playing game implications. Then the Lakers at home, Portland on the road, and L.A. on the road. Both the Clippers and Lakers back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, the Lakers, obviously, we I think we've talked about their schedule on end here, but it's it's definitely going to be a lot tighter than we would we would have hoped going into the final stretch of the season. Um, I mean, play Cleveland on Monday night, but just, just hope the Lakers can have a – because I don't think we've seen a complete game. We haven't seen a complete game from the Lakers where they're locked in defensively and offensively. There's some movement. There's pace offensively. Um, I, I would love to see a complete game. I mean, we're in March. It's March 19th. We're begging for a complete game from the <laughs> Lakers. That's kind, of, that's kind of depressing. 
Mook Morris makes the point that I was just bringing up. It's scary to see how close the Lakers are to the Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans in the standings in terms of loss column, yeah. even for the 10th seed. Yeah, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. Um, purview Lakers are trash, but we but we knew this. I mean, they they found a way. Again, they found a way to lose this game, a game that really should have been just just see it out and get the win. They found a way. Basketball Convo said, Vogel getting into Luke Walton territory with his rotations. It, I mean, there are some head scratches. Are we there? There are some head scratches. I don't know if it's quite that bad, but there are some confusing ones for sure. Yeah, like Luke Walton was bad. I'm not sure if we're there yet, mm-hmm. but there's definitely been a lot of confusing rotations. And really quickly, Tread the Lakers, it's, I'm not saying it's likely. But the Lakers, had they won tonight, they came into tonight four and a half back of the Clippers. Mm-hmm. The Clippers are kind of on a bit of a downward spiral. They have a tough schedule down the stretch, too. The Lakers could have tried, not, not only to try to hold off the Pelicans temporarily, but inched at that eighth seed. Now they're five back with uh, 11 games left in the season. Definitely looking like their their best shot is the nine seed in. We, we've talked on that and how you would definitely rather be a 7 or 8. The 7 seed is way out of play. The Timberwolves, the way they're playing right now, they might even be able to get as high as the 5 seed. That's how they're playing right now. Um, yeah. We're not we're not Luke Walton territory, though. It's rough. It is still rough. I like this. There's a good analogy here. Scott Moore said, Last night's game felt like an Avengers movie. This night's game... Felt like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Started great, had a confusing ending, and a waste of popcorn. <laughs> I agree. Oh, man. That's I awesome. Agree. I, I, I like that. I think that's a, that's a pretty good analogy. That's, that's kind of what we saw. We got kind of this epic movie that had these like all these twists and turns and everything. We even had kind of the false ending where it looked like they were going to lose, and then suddenly something miraculous happens, you know? Um, and then we get... A, a win at the end. At the end of the day, everything is good. The heroes win, all that kind of stuff. And then tonight, we got the opposite. We got this this weird twist three quarters of the way through, and and you're kind and of left going, what what? No. what just happened here? Why? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, but we, we talked about it last night. Like, uh, the Lakers, for the first time this season, found a way to win. Mm-hmm. Tonight, they uh, they reverted back. They said, uh, you know what? That was fun, finding a way to win. Let's go back. <laughs> we changed our mind. Yes, please. Yes, the, please. Uh, going, last thing to revert back to that uh, movie analogy. Last night, I don't know if you... Last night was like the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Tonight was like the Josh Whedon version where it's just awful. Complete, like the script and everything's changed which makes the movie like three times worse. And you're like, wait, what? No, we want that old version. We want the other one. <laughs> we want the other version of the movie. Oh, oh. man. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Mamba mentality. Knew it was Vogel. Knew it. Vogel forgets winning formulas. Yeah. Mark Polo Corleone said, yeah. not uh, playing a big seemed like they got sluggish and tar- tired when guards have to play against bigs. They tire out. Vogel didn't help his team. Yeah, I mean, we've gone, we've gone into that. We've gotten into that. Um, as far as the Vogel's rotations and a lot of things that just didn't really make sense. I hear something interesting, though. 
So Ricardo G says, Russ showed tonight how a supportive crowd and fan base could help him play to his full potential. So is that then putting the blame onto Lakers fans in LA for Russ not playing well for the majority of the season? I don't think Lakers fans have per se helped the situation per se. I don't think uh, Russ kind of helped it Mm -hmm. either. I think Russ kind of antagonized it a little bit. Um, but I think we talked about last night. I think Rush is having that performance and hitting that big time three and kind of help closing the deal in overtime. I honestly think that just kind of carried over to tonight. And I really do think that he's kind of finding his confidence back. Um, I think the Lakers know at least a little bit. I also think that the new ball movement that they're at least they played for 70% of the last two games really caters and really benefits Russell Westbrook. You can actually make a legitimate argument. It makes it benefits Russ the most, right? By, by having the ball move because again, LeBron or Monk, they create, they attack Russ gets it. And now Russ, especially now the way the last two games, at least he's really shot the ball well from deep teams are starting to just a little bit worry about the jumper. And now he gets to attack and be uh, dynamic and attack the basket, mm-hmm. and now the little really weird, awkward, one-legged follow-away jumpers fall into. Like, I, I really think Russell Westbrook benefits the most from the new ball, uh, ball movement that they're running offensively. Um, so I, I don't think the fans is kind of what it is. I think just the way they're playing offensively and the fact that Russ made some really big plays uh, last night down a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I think Russ did feed off the crowd. I think that's a thing. Yeah. Yep. But I also think the L.A. crowd was largely ready to cheer for Russ. Like, they were excited. I mean, this was—we've talked about this. That's the story we wanted to tell heading into this season, was mm-hmm. there's all these doubters. Russ comes back into L.A., the crowd's behind him, proves everybody wrong. This team goes on to be a title contender. That's the story we wanted to tell right now. That is not the way things played out, though. I don't think this was the crowd didn't give Russ support, therefore Russ didn't play well. I think Russ wasn't playing well, and the crowd, that's what lost their support ultimately. Now, I think we also see, though, the opposite, the flip side. When Russ is playing well and the crowd gets behind him, that can be really fun. And I think he can yeah. feed on that. But he's got to play well to get the crowd behind him first. Like That's why I said the one thing I wish I could have changed about last night's game against the Raptors was I was, was put it in L.A. LA. Put it in L.A. and get that moment with the L.A. fans there. Because I think they do want to cheer for Russell Westbrook. I think we do want that story to tell. And we just mm-hmm. haven't been able to truthfully tell it. So, I think Russ, when he's going, can be great with a crowd behind him. I think we saw a little bit of that tonight. I don't think it's because of the crowd that we haven't seen Russ play well for most of the season, though. I agree. All right. Do I even have to ask about the master lock? Are we agreeing that it's Vogel? Is that <laughs> yeah, what? Is that's it? what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. So master lock of the night. It's got to. It's got to be Frank Vogel, right? Look, chat. Let me know if you're coming in for YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Is it? Is it Vogel? Seeing a lot of Vogels. A lot of Vogels. Seeing a few THTs coming in here. Seeing a few a few THTs and things like that coming in my, there. My comeback to THT is, is, is kind of similar to the rep thing. 
the Lakers should have been able to overcome those. Mm -hmm. The Lakers should have been able to overcome THT really not performing well tonight. And they should definitely have been able to overcome the referees. Again, they were up 14 midway through the third quarter. And the Lakers and, and the refs were still giving a lot more of the benefit of the doubt to the Wizards. So that's why I don't agree with the refs. That's why I kind of prefer not to say THT as well. Mm -hmm. Because they should have been able to overcome those two things. Oh no! Somebody said said Trevor because he looks like Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was saying in the play by play because uh, I asked what, what would their match lock be, and they said uh, Trevor because he's not in the play by play. I'm like, guys, you guys said you guys said <laughs> Trevor was our bad luck charm or whatever because we won last night. Now it's master lock Trevor because he's not here. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'll have to come back on on the next one. That's what we're gonna have to do. All right, everybody, man, that was, that was a rough one tonight. Obviously the Lakers not getting the win when it felt like they were, they had control of the game. And for a lot of reasons, rotations, taking foot off the gas over the overconfidence. There were a lot of things that came into play as far as why they didn't ultimately walk away with a very, very winnable game. But I appreciate all of you for joining us and getting through this. We got through it together. Be back yep. next game, man been a tough season but appreciate all of you who are sticking it out you guys are the real ones hasn't been an easy season to sit through that's for sure make sure you are a subscriber right here to the lakers nation youtube channel don't forget to turn on those notifications as well and don't forget to, to follow us over on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever it is that you listen to podcasts till next time everybody see ya and stay safe for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.